Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show is broadcast from Southern California where we are not, we are predicting between zero and 30 inches of snow in Southern California. (laughs) I bring it up because New York City is predicted to have between two inches and 20 inches of snow this weekend. So we could have zero to 30. I'm going to go with zero, but we could have zero to 30. We got a lot of things to get into, um, including the Baseball Hall of Fame. I guess we can have some more of that discussion, which people kind of picked up on some of the things I said yesterday. Woo. Woo, we got some other interesting stuff going on. But uh, Daniel Jeremiah is our guest this hour, and um, we're also going to have Tori Holt on. DJ, of course, got a chance to see all of these teams play as a member of the Chargers broadcasting crew, works for the NFL Network, also has the Move the Sticks podcast. Let, let's... DJ is we have do we have DJ there? Okay, good. He's there. Let let's start with the Bills. Um 13 seconds to go. Uh if if you listen to Sean McDermott over the last couple days, he seems to while be accepting the fact that what was done didn't work, he's also saying basically that's not what we told guys to do. Byron Pringle's back there. Why didn't they kick off to Byron Pringle? Um, that's a pretty good question there, Doug. I mean, I think, you know, people have pointed to the fact that he had the longer return earlier with Tyree Kill. I think they'd kicked uh, one or two out of bounds as well. Um, so trying to avoid that. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, we choose the lesser of two evils. You, you do not want the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. So if you can eat up a, a few seconds by squibbing that, you absolutely have to do that. Um, and then, so. and then they rush four? And they're not they're, – they're playing off coverage? I don't even mind to rush four. I, th- to me, it was just given a free release um, to Kelsey or anything else. Uh, it's just that didn't make any sense. Even if you want to – that was fine. Like, look, if you if you want to play off and soft like they were doing, then line you're going to rush forward. Line the end up over Kelsey and let him chuck him on the way to rushing the quarterback. But at least you impede him a little bit and slow him down. I mean, they got home right away with that four-man rush. They won coming off the right side. Mahomes had to get the ball out of his hands immediately. But the problem was, because you didn't touch Kelsey, he's all the way down the field. If you're able to just reroute him and get your hands on him, that ball is completed at eight yards instead of you know 20 yards down the field. Yeah, it's a completely different. How hard do you think that'll be to get over? I mean, I can't imagine how frustrated Josh Allen might must be, you know, to to play like he did, do everything he did. But I'm sure they'll they'll take some time and they'll get over it. Somebody asked me the other day, like, you know, what changes the Bills need to make and what do they need to do to take the next step? And I'm like, look, this quarterback's going to be in this every single year. Like, just keep him in bubble wrap, first of all. And, you know, you can add some more pieces along the way, but I don't know if they need much more. Uh, you know, they should be uh, they should be right back there again next year. This guy's not going anywhere. Um, Ryan Tannehill, that that ceiling got exposed in it. But why were they why were they throwing the ball in that position? I don't know. It's they had their formula, you know. And I've said it with you. We've talked about it before, right? The regular season is about your floor. The postseason is about your ceiling. 
And that was a very high floor, very low ceiling uh, team that had a kind of a narrow path to victory. And none of it involved him putting the ball up like that. You know, I don't know if he audible to the throw down at the nine yard line on the bubble screen that, that ended up getting picked. But, you know, that was a backbreaker and your first pick in your last, your first throw in your last throw were picked off. Um, kind of played right into the Bengals' hands. Um, uh, why why the Ravens part ways with Wink Martindale? Um, you know, I, you know, I don't know on that one. I think that you know, there's definitely kind of uh, different philosophies. I think when you think about John Harbaugh, so John Harbaugh for the background, you know, came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a Jim Johnson kind of uh, style of play and how they you know, how they operated. And then you had the Ravens, who had forever, you know, had Rex was there, and and uh, Wink Martindale was a Rex guy. Was a, he's kind of like everybody would joke around. He's the third Ryan brother, and was kind of curious early on um, with his time there how that would work because it's kind of a little bit different. Comes from a different background than what than what Harbaugh came from. They made it work, um, and then uh, you know they got a bunch of guys hurt. The roster kind of fell off a little bit, and. And the play kind of toileted, and I thought, okay, we'll see how this goes. And sure enough, I think Harbaugh is going to go with somebody that maybe he aligns with a little bit more than with Wink. Wink's got a he's got a fun personality. He's a, he's a great dude, uh, very kind of uh, you know bombastic a little bit, and uh, maybe they just didn't didn't mesh together personality wise after a few years. Dana Jeremiah, Move the Sticks is the podcast. He and Bucky Brooks, it's awesome. Check him out on the NFL Network. Uh, all right, let's let's get to the Niners and the Packers. Um, what did the Niners do to rattle Aaron Rodgers? He was not sharp, and the the defense was very good for the most part in that game. The Packers' defense. What did the Niners do to to, to shake up Aaron Rodgers? You know, it was interesting when I went and watched it, and I even just when you look at the sacks, the five sacks, I thought he had outlets on four of them, where he just got to take the easy completion. I thought Aaron just got a little bit outside of himself and got a little bit greedy. Um, and there was nothing down the field. They took that away, forcing him to be patient, which he just he wasn't um, holding on to the ball and and uh, and not taking some layups that were right out there in front of him. So yeah, I, to me, I thought that was actually a little bit more on Aaron than necessarily what the, the Niners did. Yeah, that that one was was weird. Do they have the Do they have the talent to win that game? Uh, the Niners against the Rams. I know. I mean, did the Packers have the talent, or was that what was exposed? Oh. Oh no! I thought they had the talent. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that was a that was a just poor play. I mean, the defense was outstanding. The offense gave you one touchdown. And the special teams was atrocious. Uh, but I, to me, I, I thought that was an execution issue, not a talent issue. I, I thought they, they they could stack their talent. The guys they had, they could stack them up. Um, and Aaron's just got to be much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. You can't leave that game and actually have a discussion about wait, who who do you think played better, Jimmy G or Aaron? Like that can't that can't be a real question. What do you think Aaron does? I don't know, man. He's a different. He's a different dude. Trying to figure out what his thought process is is a little bit difficult. Um, I've kind of said the same thing for a while now that I, I didn't really buy this whole thing was about you know Gutekunst or even Jordan Love, uh, you know his distrust or issues with the organization. I've always kind of felt he just wanted to get out of Green Bay and and go someplace warmer to to play the rest of his career, but. I don't know where that where that exactly is. I just know most places are going to be warmer than Green Bay. It is kind of a weird setup uh, where if you look at him individually and them as a team, their reward for him having an MVP season and them having the best record is that they 
play their games in an environment that don't match necessarily his skills or their team's identity. It's just kind of a weird fit. They've built a warm weather team in the coldest weather city in the league. Yeah, yeah, and they play outdoors, right? Yep. Um, and 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 they play outdoors. Yeah, it's okay. What about Brady talking about retirement? Like we've known anybody's paying attention that Giselle has a lot of pull. Is that pull going to be so great he doesn't play anymore? Well, I mean, I think you you got to give it a little bit of time here. I think probably, you know, I, I've look. It's not I'm not saying I've played in the NFL, but I've having worked. Those are long seasons, um, and you kind of get to that point right after the season, and you definitely have moments right after the season. Where you're like, I don't, I don't, man, I don't think I want to do that again. It's too much, and it's it's really hard on your family. And then you know, as you kind of get a couple weeks out from it and kind of recharge a little bit. Um, sometimes that opinion can change. So uh, I, I would I would caution against reading too much into the feelings and the emotions right after another long season. But when you hear him start to talk about it, right, they always say if you're talking about retirement, if you're thinking about retirement, you already are retired. And it was <laughs> it was a long year, and there was a lot. Yeah. And, you know, at some point you got to be like, really? Do I got to deal with this stuff again? Um Oh, I mean, I would have taken it to the house a long time ago. So, I mean, if you're asking me if it makes it makes sense that at this point in time, you just be kind of like, I'm good. Um, you know, I thought this year coming back, uh, it was kind of bring everybody back, all 22 starters. That's not happening next year. They're just not going to be able to pull that off. So there's going to be changes around him. We'll see what happens if Leftwich gets a job here. It could be changes around him in the coaching staff, and that might be – Something from a football standpoint, even he's playing at a really high level, just, you know, it made sense to try and run this thing back. But, um, yeah, I played great. Didn't quite happen. Maybe this is uh, maybe this is the way to just go out. What do you think of the Bears hire at general manager? Um, you know what? Poles has a great rep. He has a great reputation. I know I work with Brett Beach, um, and I know Beach really, really respects him and thinks he's, he's really, really kind of a rising star here. So I'm excited for the Bears. I mean, He's got a quarterback he can he can try and build around. That's exciting. No first-round pick this year. Uh, but this is a division. We just talked about Rodgers. Uh, who knows? You know, this division could be wide open sooner than later. Yeah, no, that one that one's really – same same thing with the NFC South, right? Like if, if Brady retires and Sean Payton steps away, NFC South, yikes. Speak, speaking of which, um, what are you hearing about why Sean chose to step away? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think the the TV thing. Obviously, he mentioned it. Kind of intrigued by that. Uh, you know, I look around right now. I think we have what nine coaching openings every year. We seem like we have six, seven, eight of these things. Um, he's got really kind of no answer at quarterback right now. You look around the league and you see some of these studs and you just go, man, it's it's going to be hard. Um, you know, try and climb up the mountain without having one of these elite quarterbacks. He was fortunate he had Drew for all those years. Um, and now when you look at kind of where that organization is salary cap wise, age wise on the roster, not really having an identifiable star quarterback. I mean, he might have a pretty sweet setup a year from now to be able to sit back and, you know, if we have another seven, eight, nine openings, one of those jobs is going to have a quarterback and he's going to be able to identify whatever one he wants. It'll be his. Yeah. Do you think that's Dallas? I mean, that's the obvious one, right? That's one everybody's looking at. Um, but who knows? I mean, so much can change between now and then and what jobs pop. I just know, man, if I if I was uh, kind of everyone's number one target as a head coach, uh, I'm going to I'm going to wait and see what's out there. And, and I'm going to probably find the absolute best quarterback I can to go uh, to go take that gig. Uh, OK, let's get into the games this weekend. 
Now, Cincinnati did the opposite of what everybody else does. Everybody else gets a lead on Kansas City, then hangs on for dear life, right? And usually they come back and beat you. They came from 14 points down. Just feels like they won't be able to protect Burrow and they won't be able to stop Kansas City. Am I wrong? I definitely think they're going to have issues stopping Kansas City. Kansas City's going to score. So th- this game kind of goes three ways. It's, it's going to go Kansas City blowout win, Kansas City close win, or Cincinnati close win. I don't, I don't see the Cincinnati being able to run away from them. So this whole game, to me, comes down to whether or not they can keep pace offensively because the Chiefs are going to score. So how do they do that if they, uh, if they don't protect? They threw for a zillion yards when they played them last time. It's just a different environment in Kansas City in terms of their pass rush is different when you get in there. Um, and I just don't have a ton of confidence they're going to be able to block those guys. The crazy thing about Bur- Burrow last week, Doug, was don't we have nine sacks in a game? That's accompanied by three, four, five turnovers. He only had one turnover. He sacked nine times. Like The odds aren't in your favor if you're going to get hit like that that you know the ball's not going to pop out. So the turnovers, I know they're going to be able to limit that if they have that type of pressure again this week. But I, I take it from your voice, you think Kansas City wins. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I, it doesn't take away from the fact that I think Burrow is as uh, fun to watch as anybody is there is in football, and, and Jamar Chase is going to probably make some plays. I just I don't know they're going to be able to keep pace with, with Kansas City, what their offense looks like right now. Rams and Niners. Rams had them a couple weeks ago and uh, let them off the hook. They nearly let, let Tampa come and beat them with the four fumbles. How do you like the Rams in that matchup? If you told me that San Francisco was totally healthy with all their guys, I would say, you know, man, I might be leaning towards San Francisco just because they just have been able to beat those guys up. Um, but the Trent Williams injury, I think, is a real concern. And, and look, give Stafford credit, man. That comeback and, and that kind of uh, meltdown by the Rams and comeback by the Bucks had nothing to do with him. That was everybody else on that offense. So everybody else is making mistakes, and then when you had to – to, to, to solve it all, he made the plays to fix it. So it's a pretty incredible performance by him. If, if he plays like that, if that version of Stafford shows up at SoFi, I think the Rams will win that ball game. Yeah, but what's the likelihood that he, that, that version of him shows up? You know, I don't know. He's been, he's been dialed in for a couple weeks now. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, again, I, I just they, – they scored six points with that offense with Jimmy Garoppolo last week. Um, you know, two field goals. That just – doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, especially if, if Trent Williams is either not playing or not 100%. That would, that would worry me. Um, okay. Where's Deshaun Watson play next year? Oh, man. Well, yeah, I guess they came out today and said it's not going to be the Giants. Um, you know, I, I still think he probably wants to go to Miami. I don't know how that, I don't know how that would come together. Um, I don't know, man. It is, uh, it's going to be fascinating. I, you can make a case if Denver – wanted you know wanted to do that and could pull that off they could go right to being an immediate super bowl contender um but there's so much there's so much other stuff you got to navigate around and we need, we're waiting to find out what the legal stuff so um it's, it's who knows right now yeah who's who gets the raiders job you know, there's a lot of buzz about, you know, Josh McDaniels getting it. I still, until Jim Harbaugh is not, until it's, they've hired somebody, I still, this is my gut. It just, it just feels like Jim Harbaugh. I don't even think they've talked to him, and I, man, maybe it's not happening. But it's just one of those things where your gut's like, man, it just seemed like that was too perfect for it not to happen. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one, and they love the names. Mark, Mark Davis loves names. That's a name. 
and uh, uh, the, the, like the whole who who knew GMs hire and you know it's like the guy with the Vikings, incredibly smart guy who everybody raves about uh, how brilliant he is. He was in San Francisco. Is it D'Amico Ryan's or when he first started out, it was Jim Harbaugh? Like, what is the you know who who does that end up being? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a D'Amico Ryan's guy. I remember scouting D'Amico Ryan. Just his his intangibles coming out of Alabama were so off the charts. Then he goes as a player, and he's a leader, and, and everybody raves about him as a player. And then he's he's taken to coaching so well, and done a nice job both in Houston and San Francisco. He's, you know, some of those guys you kind of peg early on. I remember, I, but to be honest, I did the same thing with Leftwich when Leftwich was was coming out. Like that guy's going to be an NFL head coach when he's done. Uh, we said the same thing about D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah, I mean, once you saw Leftwich being carried down the field by his teammates <laughs> at Marshall, you're like, that guy's a that guy's a coach because that's what that's yeah. what a coach has to do has to get guys to play for you, right? Absolutely. And he came in the combine interview. It was as good a combine interview as, as we've ever had. He just went over the whole room. He's got a real presence. Going to be interesting. Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks is the podcast. Check it out. He's also on the NFL Network. DJ, you're great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, buddy. See you. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues, works with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's catch up with Torrey Holt, shall we? Former All-Pro wide receiver, Super Bowl champion. And, of course, he's a former Ram as the Rams try and make it back to the Super Bowl since, well, greatest show on turf, right? This last time. Well, no, they were in the Super Bowl, obviously, a couple years ago with Sean McVay. Uh, Torrey, how are you? I'm hanging, Doug. How are you, brother? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really, really good. Um, th- this Rams team, obviously, they felt like they wanted to upgrade at quarterback. And there were times in the regular season where you're like, man, that Matt Stafford thing, I'm not so sure. Has he changed your opinion since you've seen him play in the playoffs? Yeah, you know what? I, I was, I mean, I was, I was uh, excited about Matthew Stafford joining the squad. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, everyone – has talked about his playoff experience and, and not winning many games um, prior to the Arizona game in the playoffs. And uh, he's played well, man. He's played outstanding. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm thoroughly uh, impressed with what he's done, particularly uh, after uh, that win last week in Tampa. I happened to be at that game and saw it up close in person. And just to see that football team battle through, but make the clutch plays when needed. And when you have – players like Vaughn Miller and Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup and, and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, the guys that are your star players, they need to step up and be stars in those moments. And you saw that last weekend, particularly with Matthew Stafford late in that game, the crucial throws that he made to Cooper Cup to get a position uh, for Gay to come in to kick the field goal, uh, I thought really uh, gave him a tremendous amount of confidence. I think and even quiet, quieted some of his critics uh, but for him, more importantly, gave him the confidence that he needs uh, as they try to go out this weekend on Sunday in the NFC Championship game, one game closer to the Super Bowl. They should be going in. Matthew Stafford, this football team, should be going in with a ton of confidence after that win on the road against a, against the defending champions in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and, and Doug, the Rams are 8-2 and two on the year on the road. They played extremely well on the road. And Matthew Stafford was, was fantastic in that game, particularly late. 
what what happened? Did they all get tight? I mean, four fumbles. He was the only one who didn't seem to 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 to, to crap the bed. What the heck was going on with that team? Yeah, I, I just think it was just a sense of um, you know some would say carelessness, um, you know, being careless with the ball, um, just not securing the rock. You know, you you have to do that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's one of the things that they do really well. They can tackle and they also strip and rip at that ball uh, to create those uh, those fumbles. And that's what happened. I don't think it had anything to do with um, you know that they wasn't ready or that they um, wasn't focused. Just a lack of concentration. And again, kudos and credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being able to force those turnovers. But the Rams going forward, as we know, and and, and all the teams that are left in the playoffs. They have to be mindful of protecting the football. and uh, But, again, you have to credit Tampa for the job that they did, being able to punch it out. Um, okay. A receiver to receiver, when you watch Cooper Cup, what impresses you? Everything. Everything. I think more importantly what impresses me the most, though, I would say is his endurance, uh, the strength. You think about the production that this guy has had all year long. That takes a tremendous amount of strength and endurance to be able to uh, withstand the rigorous season that the National Football League presents. And he's been able to show the stamina, show the durability, the consistency at the highest of level, better than any receiver uh, this year in the National Football League. So to me, that's what most impressed me is his durability, his stamina, stamina um, has been very, very impressive. All right, I, I know we brought you on here to talk about the Rams, but – I'm sure you watch that Chiefs Bills game. Is that yeah. is that is that great football or is it bad football because the, the, neither defense was any good? No, I mean I, I think it's good football. I mean you 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 certainly we all know the 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 uh, the history or we we know what the Buffalo Bills brought into that game in terms of defense and offense. It's one of the top defenses in the National Football League, and they also have a a really good offense. They just went up against an opponent in the Kansas City Chiefs who is hitting their stride right now. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and all of the weapons that they have on that roster, that is hard to stop for four quarters. Obviously, the Bills had their had their challenges um, against the Chiefs, but I think it was a heck of a football game. It was an excellent weekend, in my opinion, and a lot of folks' opinion, of football in the National Football League. And that game to seal the weekend was fantastic. The back and forth, the amount of points that was – that was put up. Yes, we would like to see better defense, but trust me, a lot of people love seeing the ball being put in the end zone, and both of those teams did that. The Cincinnati Bengals will have to score a lot of points if they want to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs, particularly now with the way the Kansas City Chiefs are hitting their stride. Okay, we hear this from a lot of people, and it's obvious, you know, it's harder to beat a team a second time. Um, and then you have the Rams and Niners the third time that they played, second time that the the Bengals and Chiefs have played. Who gets the advantage? How does how does it work the second and third time you play a team in terms of who do you think has the advantage? Well, you know what? It's it's really it really comes down to um, the one on one matchups. It really comes down to um, you know players executed for four quarters. Doug, when I was with the St. Louis Rams, we played the, the Seattle Seahawks in, in three times in a season, and we beat them all three times. Now it was difficult. It was it had some challenges, but. There was, for us, there was a confidence that we came into that game the third time playing them that they hadn't beaten us all year. They hadn't beaten us the previous two times. So what makes them think that they can do it a third time? And we went on to win that ball game. So both teams very familiar with each other. No one's scared of one another. 
This is for all the marbles. It's going to come down to who can win the one-on-one matchups for the longest. That's what it's going to come down to. Both teams equally um, talented. The best teams left in the tournament is going to come down to the one-on-one matchups. Tory Holt, All-Pro wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, and just awesome to have you on. Tory, great stuff. Look forward to hopefully seeing you uh, Super Bowl week. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. All the best. Pleasure's all mine. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at Better Sportsbook. Better is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. By the way, uh, I've gotten a chance to know Tory over the years. Uh, he's one of those guys that where he's never, I've never felt like any one time that dude's having a bad day. He's in a bad mood. What a it just tremendous guy. Doug Outlip show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Antonio Brown was on Real Sports on HBO with Brian Gumbel. He had this to say, he had this exchange with Brian Gumbel. Are you suggesting that a defamation lawsuit is, is possible? Defamation comes to mind. Your figures. Give me a number. What, what, how much money are we talking about? A whole lot of money. A whole lot. It's, it's totally disrespect, man. You know, it's a, mental health is an important key in the world. So to drag people along and play on people's mental health, you know, is uh, unfair and unfortunate. Uh, okay. <laughs> that, that one's a... We'll get to that in a second because he's suggesting it's defamation for the Buccaneers to put out there that maybe he needs to get some mental health uh, help. Here's Antonio Brown later making this claim. Yeah, these guys at Tampa Bay Bucks tried to make an agreement with me to give me $200,000 to go to the crazy house so these guys could look like they know what they're talking about. These wait, guys are professional. Wait, 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 wait. They, they offered you $200,000 for what? The offer, the offer was Antonio would basically sit on the sidelines, go on some list uh, and commit himself to some form of intensive mental health treatment. And we were specifically told in writing by the general manager twice, don't spin this any other way. It feels like there's a great disconnect there because the way it lands with me and you guys tell me lately as me that when you say somebody must have needs mental health, you're like, this guy's acting bizarre, but that actually takes it like, it's not his fault. He's going through some stuff. Let's get him some mental. It actually feels like you're trying your best you can to save the relationship, save the career. Antonio Brown takes it as, again, this is like the making it out to be taboo. Who you calling crazy? We're calling you crazy, dude. We're trying to like, if if you think your actions are that of a normal, sensible human being, I have 52 other players in the roster that would agree with me, not with you. Like the lawyer trying to spin it. How about the lawyer? Like, dude, you got a dude who he is acting so bizarrely. They think, let's just get him some mental. Let's pay him. We're going to pay him. We're going to go get him some help. That's like the most responsible thing you can do. And they're going to assume because that you talk about a frivolous lawsuit. Maybe I'm missing it. Byer, does it land differently? How does it land with you? Uh, it, it doesn't land. I am so over it. I just, I, 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 I like real sports. I really do. I'm disappointed they just even gave this a platform. I'm just, I am so that's, over that's, it. That's a, gr- that's a great take. That's a great take. Byer, what do you got? Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Jay Stu, what do you got? I, I, uh, 
Am I the only one who finds it a little bit uh, contradictory or ironic or whatever the word is? That uh, And the first answer he gave, he talked about how serious mental health needs to be taken and how you know insensitive they are when they, when they just throw mental health around. And the second answer, he just refers to a hospital as a crazy house. <laughs> which which I, don't, I don't think that's been called a crazy house for uh, several decades. Right. The best part is like he's claiming it's somehow offensive for them to uh, want him to get mental health care, which is like the opposite of it. And then he's super offensive with they want to send me to the crazy house. I thought I think buyer speaks for everybody. Hey, we don't even we actually you know what? Nobody really cares. Nobody really cares. So, so exhausting. Just you know, exhausting. You know, you know, like the, the idea that the Ravens want that. Do you think the Ravens want that? It's like, okay, we got Hollywood Brown. We drafted, uh, what's his name, uh, Breland? Rashad Breland? Uh, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Uh, Bateman, Bateman. Yeah. So Rashad Bateman, who came on strong mid-year, end of the year. They have Sammy Watkins. They have tight ends. They got all kinds of other issues. They got to fix their defense, new defense coordinator. Like, do you really think they want Antonio Brown? Who? It's just, it's exhausting. You're, Byer, you, that's the best That's the best take you've had. And you've had some good takes. That's the best one. Thank you very much. Can take I take aside. the rest of the year off? I don't want to take aside. Yeah. I'm just tired of Antonio Brown. Go away, dude. Go away. I, I also, I don't know if it's a company as well, but I found it interesting that he was wearing a hat that had, said Limitless and like the Infinity logo appeared. So it's now it's not only trying to state your case, but seemingly trying to promote something as well. I I think maybe I, I could be completely wrong, but that's how I viewed it, not knowing the background behind what it was. I just, man. Yeah, Ramos, what do you got? What do you think my best take of the year has been so far? <laughs> well, it's a new year. <laughs> 25 it's days. New, it's a, it's Still early, year. right? It's a new year. What was this? What was this gem at the end of last year, buyer? That we were, you know, texting about. That we we're like, that was a, that was a definitely a Ramos gem. <laughs> uh, there, I, there have been a few. There's sometimes that he is confused. Like he would, he would make confused. the picks, and it would you would say like just say like Rams, uh, you know, plus three, and you know John would be like, I'll take uh, I'll take the Broncos to to cover. <laughs> And it just never made sense of of what was actually presented. Oh, or you, no, I think there was an over-under where you're like, over-under 48. And he's like, I'll take the over. Rams to win 2017. <laughs> <laughs> that that did happen. Not that specific game, yes. but I, I, I do remember oh, that. Boy. Yes. Yes. There's also the the, the trades on, um, on I Feel a Draft are probably <laughs> yeah. the best. The one. swaps. Oh. The swaps. <laughs> Uh, yeah, John refusing to trade number one, knowing that you won't pick that player at number two if it were there, making sure he just gets his guy. Hey, so great. Listen, if if your board is different than other people's board, don't worry about it. John makes a big board before every every uh, every rank. <laughs> That's what he does. Wait to hear what former LSU head coach Les Miles told Jamar Chase in high school. That's next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Let's get to the press. The Press. The Press is brought to you by Hustler Turf. Brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their business. 
And for us weekend, Joe's Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. Dan Beyer, what's uh, in the press today? Don Beyer. Doug, we have a lot to get to. And we start as the teams participating in the championship Sunday games are speaking with the media. That is the case for the Cincinnati Bengals, where Jamar Chase was asked questions today by reporters. And one of those questions was about motivation and if anybody ever had anything to say uh, to him about motivating him what was that uh, piece of advice or those comments this is what Jamar Chase had to say Les Miles told me I couldn't play receiver uh, when I was coming out of high school so you know that was something I had on my shoulders growing up Les Miles told me uh, he thought I could play cornerback Um, I wasn't really in full position at receiver yet so you know I just kept working in my craft uh, offseason waking up early in the mornings to work out Um, I just kept focused Sweep the leg. <laughs> I'm sure Les Miles is just going about his business today. <laughs> Les Miles is like, hey, 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 hey. Right. Now, it should be pointed out, okay, that when he got to LSU, right, do we know who LSU had at wide receiver? Like, are we going to point all that out? Right. They had DJ Chark. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um they had, uh, I don't know if they, yeah, they had Justin Jefferson. Okay. All these guys were there. So it's like, yeah, he told me I play court. Well, what was the context? It's a lot, a lot of it's like, what was the context of that conversation? Like, you know, uh, did he tell Jamar Chase, you're only going to play there or this is the best way to get you on the field soonest because they had a lot of dudes. You know, you got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you got Justin Jefferson, you got Leonard Fournette, who didn't even catch balls out of the backfield, right? You got, they had Steven Sullivan at the time. They had dudes all over. Uh, but and I'm sure Les Miles minding his own business, eating his, eating his, eating his own grass, and, uh, and this happens. 100%. I remember a coach told me once that I was uh, only going to play left out for that team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an oldie but a goodie. John Mara, the Giants co-owner, weighing in today, giving Daniel Jones the support that he needs, saying, quote, we've done everything to screw this kid up. Pointed to coaching changes, problems on their offensive line. He also said this when it comes to a possible trade for Deshaun Watson. We're not trading for Deshaun Watson. There's so many reasons why we wouldn't do that. I mean, cap-wise, we couldn't afford it. But more importantly, uh, with the allegations that, that are out there right now, that's just not the right fit for us. I'm happy as hell. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you can say a lot of things about John Mara. I do think that this is, I mean, this is a, well, it's a moral decision or one in which they're just get out in front of it. Hey, we're not interested. That's not our, that's not what we're into. News from college football as the Big Ten Conference could be making a change in the near future. The Athletics says not only is the league looking to scrap their divisions, but they are also looking to go from nine conference games to eight conference games. And this could happen as soon eight. as the 2023 season. Eight. 2023 sets not this next year's the following year? Correct. But usually these things take like forever and this would be a pretty quick turnaround. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. I wish they played more conference games, not less. Oh, well, no. It is, it is in uh, trying to accommodate the alliance scheduling partnership that they would have with the Pac-12 and the ACC. But I also think the division, I mean, the, the West division in the Big Ten is just, I mean, there's 
it's not been good. You've had a lot of the the power coming from Ohio State, obviously, but Michigan this past season, Penn State. I mean, it's basically been Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota representing the West, and Nebraska has not carried their weight at all as you were, you know, splitting these up. So, if you did end up scrapping the divisions, you could have a Michigan Ohio State rematch mm-hmm. uh, in the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. Could make that game more appealing. Okay, uh, make it a lot more appealing. Yeah. How about this? Uh, Chris Mack officially out at Louisville, confirming to reporters that he's done after three and a half years. It's that's over, crazy. Johnny. It's over. That, that's that's a hire. I'll just I'll own it. I, I thought it would be thought it was a great hire. It wasn't. He was wearing a Bengals hat when he spoke with reporters today. <laughs> well, he's a Cincinnati guy. Yeah, yeah. Who day? Who day going to coach the Cardinals? Is <laughs> That's the question. Cool. A hoops hype reports that the Sixers and Hawks have discussed a trade that would have Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris going to Atlanta for John Collins, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and uh, Danilo Gallinari. Roger that. So Ben Simmons would play where with the with the Hawks? Uh, he would get okay. uh, the rebounds from Trey Young's thirty-eight footers. <laughs> Are you not entertained? I'm sorry. It's not a good shot. It's no, not, I, I thought yeah. it was really good. I was laughing because you're you're dead on accurate. Yeah, we're not playing well. Let's get worse. You know, the funny <laughs> thing was there was a time when when John Collins didn't they didn't think it was going to work out in Atlanta, and they kind of had this rebirth, you know, during the second half of the season, and then he re-ups, and now the team's already there could be some rumblings there about him wanting to go oh, back. Oh no, he's definitely now. gone. He don't want to be there. And they yeah, want yeah. It's funny. It's like you know, and you're in a relationship. You're like, well, we did have a nice dinner. That one night, so let's try to keep this going. No, it's like, like when no. people get have a kid to try and save their marriage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not working out. Hey, get out there and press. That Check was out the, the latest press. lines for World of Sports. A better sports book, better versus the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Play gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, well, I look, I, I do think that the more these quarterbacks talk about retiring, the closer they get to it. But we'll see. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. 